This is a Rooster Teeth production. I think the dictionary kid might be a young owl. Yeah, oh, I was thinking like an open book. I also, I don't want it to be an owl because something about dictionary kid is very stabbable on the topic of knives. <laughs> it's a very stabbable persona. Nobody wants to stab the dictionary kid. No, well, you know, remember tomorrow, uh, tomorrow never dies. Is that the Bond movie with the last, the ba- he'll know. This fucking guy will know. Gavin, what was the last Bond mo- movie with Brosnan? Tomorrow never dies. Die another day. Die another day. He, she fucking goes to stab the lady and she's got a Bible in her jacket and it stabs the Bible. And then she puts the Bible and she kicks the Bible into the villain. So what you're saying is the dictionary kid has natural immunity to stabbing. I think so. Yeah, based on uh, <laughs> you're talking about getting stabbed. Well, we're tired. It's a whole thing with knives. I missed. Uh, does Eric still do his previously on for us to listen to? I I forgot to record. I'm going to record. Eric, what happened last time? You weren't recording. I am now. The last episode was 108. I wasn't here, so I'm going off of Nick's notes. <laughs> um, oh, there are a lot of them. Yeah, it long. You would have hated Wow, it. wow, what a shock. I can't believe that. <laughs> no way. Uh, talked about Jeff listening to episode 107, talked about clip paranoia, talked about the tuxedo tuxedo, uh, fuckstick grown tubes, meow wolf spelling bees, and what you actually call a group of podcasters. This is episode ah. 109. Take it away. <laughs> We've got Eric telling us what happened last week when he has no idea, and Jack I telling forget. us what happens next week. <laughs> didn't, didn't we bleep that one thing that he said out uh, loud? I don't know. The tuxedo thing? Yeah, didn't we bleep the tuxedo? Oh, can we we bleep it? Yeah, Yeah, we did. We bleeped it originally. Because we wanted to do it. But then in in last week's episode, we talk about it. Have we had, do we have any update on the tuxedo? Do we we have a tuxedo? tuxedo? Uh, We can get a tuxedo, but the tuxedo. No, I don't don't have any update right now. When when is that for auction? Uh, Like five days from now. Oh, we better get on it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Face Podcast. My name is Jeff Ramsey. Uh, with me as always, Gavin Free, Andrew Panton. Uh, on the ones and the zeros, uh, Nick and Eric. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, this is episode 109 of season four, year three, volume one. Gavin, I already asked the other two, but let me ask you, does my voice sound at all different or weird to you? Uh, a bit, maybe a bit more nasal. Fuck, I knew it. Okay, hold on a second. Um, Andrew, if it happens five days from now, that means the next episode hasn't come out yet. I mean, that means it's out, and that means people people will be able to snipe us for it. I don't... mm, Maybe my math is wrong. I'll have to look. It's soon. It's important. It is very... I've been pushing (laughs) this for weeks. I would argue that I'm the one that has held this with the most importance. But you went, you did a whole spiel last week about how it already would have happened and blah, blah, blah. Well, it's possible that I did the math wrong in the moment. That's very possible. And if so, please don't snipe us. But this would already come out after. It doesn't. It's pointless. What? What is even the point no, of this conversation? No, there's this no is correcting pointless. here. No, look, telling them to do something in this episode is pointless. But you talked like it's up to us now whether to cut it from the last one as well. Can a man not make a mistake, Gavin? I made a mistake. The <laughs> time was incorrect. I didn't it's know not the too day. Late. What it do you out. mean? Well, what do you? I don't. I don't understand what's happening right now. I thought you're mad at me because I'm allowing them to snipe us, but we're still not even on the field. We don't even know if we have a, a clearance to land. They can't snipe what's not there. 
We might not be there. Yet, you utter fool. I'm saying yeah. it's still in our hands. You haven't dropped the ball yet. You, you're still in the process of dropping it. I, what I are we like, talking about? I feel like Eric brings up a good point. We are a time travel podcast. So, uh, you know. I have, Andrew, what don't you understand? I thought you were saying that I said it. If it's five days from now, the episode. Oh, no, never mind. I've, I worked it out. We're good. We're good. I figured it out. We're okay. We're good. When's the auction? Uh, five days from now, I think. Maybe. That's Possibly. when the episode comes out, though. Yeah, but it's 8 a.m. The auction's at 8 a.m. There's no oh. way the amount of people that'll listen 8 a.m. Is that a Wednesday or Tuesday? The podcast comes out Tuesday. at 3 a.m. Well, t- technically, well, what day? What day is five days from now? <laughs> um, <laughs> Where did Friday, you get 8 a.m.? Saturday, Just Sunday, say when the auction Monday, is. Monday, uh, Tuesday. I think it might be Tuesday. That's limited. Only first people can listen at that point. So it's You fine. mean the most devoted fans? Oh, you know, that's one way to phrase it. The most rabid of comment leavers and uh, regulation listeners. I think we'll be okay. My point is, honestly, we don't even have a clearance to land. I'm not worried about getting sniped if we're not on the battlefield. We need to be able to be on the battlefield. That's my concern. So, well, this has already happened at this point. So what you're talking about is we're going to try and bid on the tuxedo from the tuxedo. But the auction is the same day an episode comes out where where you talk about getting the tuxedo from the tuxedo. So we could be in a massive bidding war with regulation listeners. We could be, but we're, we don't even have a clearance to land yet. So I think we need to relax on that. We need All right, to Eric, can we do it? I don't know what part... I don't know what you think changed in the last three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you already say like, we what, couldn't Like, do what do you think... No, just out of curiosity, like, know. what do you think happened from the last time I was asked, can we do this? Do you I think don't... it's right now, five days from now? Or what do you think happened? <laughs> I Are we truly a time travel podcast? What's going on? <laughs> didn't hear your response three minutes ago. What was it? Yeah, he's. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get it. We're trying. Okay. <laughs> he's got trying five to days it. to get it. Get, get, cut him some slack. Okay. Yeah. We'll but we still need out. to decide whether we cut it. For, forget it. I'm done. No, no. It's let me know. Ask me again about in 15 this? minutes to see if anything changed from three minutes ago. You got yeah, it, man. Hell that's yeah. a great point. Gav, I think you're right. We do have to make the decision, but we have some time to play with it. We have another, what, 45 minutes of this podcast. Let's punt it <laughs> for, so that future us can deal with it. Current us, take a load off. Let's not bother with it anymore. All right, let's chill out. Episode one yeah, and I, what relax. are we talking about? Uh, well, I think we're talking about the tuxedo. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about knives. I asked, is every knife serrated? I didn't know what serrated means before you joined. I was learning about that because I hear hear like a serrated edge. Um, Do you feel like there's too many words to describe an edge? Uh, well, what other words to describe like the, I don't know. I feel like serrated, corrugated. It's all just like wibbly metal. Corrugated. Well, corrugated is like the, what? (laughs) What is a corrugated edge? Well, it's not really an edge, but it's more of just like a how metal is or, or how like cardboard, isn't it? It's like a bubbly <laughs> yeah. up, and, up and downy. Yeah. What? I love, I love that you, <laughs> your whole thesis was, do you think there are too many what? ways to describe an edge? And then you listed serrated <laughs> and something that's never associated with an edge. Yeah, I guess corrugated is always the entire thing through. You wouldn't ever just corrugate an edge. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'm fine with the amount of words we've got. <laughs> I mean, you've got dull, you've got serrated, you've got jagged, you've got sharp, uh, rusty, and that's about it. Fair play. Rust, well, rusty is, is like an effect on the whole thing. I guess it could be a rusty edge. I feel like that's the thing I've heard. It sounds yeah. like a wrestling move, like the rusty edge, the top rope. Ooh. Hit him with the rusty edge. 
Rusty Edge sounds like a wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> just is it Edge just like out of out of work Edge? Is that his alter ego, <laughs> Rusty Edge? Yeah. I read the funniest comment on the last podcast from uh, Ania888 said, comment, leave it here. Just want to say this is probably my most paused podcast due to needing to laugh. Thank you. Also, on another note, is there a program for re-becoming a regulation listener, like born again <laughs> regulation listener? I like the idea of a comment lever wanting to somehow scrub the fact that they've left the comment and whether there's an official program to re-enter regulation listener. I think it's so interesting that Comment Lever has such a negative association with it when it's not at all a negative thing. I, I think it's yeah, uh, Apparently, especially considering now that just an, a fucking human-to-human conversation is a comment, apparently. So it's like every, every interaction you've had with another human being in your entire life makes you a Comment Lever. So I don't know why people would be so freaked out about being Comment Levers. I can't stand my fucking voice. No, it's different though. Eric had a point. It is weird to just go out of your way and leave a comment on other com- content. But, you know, I'm saying that from being one. So I think it's fine. I turned out all right. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I mean, you know, variety of edges. I think you turned out great. <laughs> you know, all the words for edges. I don't think he does. I think he knew one word for edge and then he knew corrugated metal. I, I think he was the worst in that regard. Well, my favorite part about that is, is I had no idea what corrugated mean. And he revealed that it wasn't an edge. He could have just kept it going. Like the fact I would have never challenged him. You could have told me anything. I'd have no idea. I could have lied to you about edges. You oh, you could have absolutely what, lied. You I still don't such... know what corrugated is, do you? No, I have no clue. Right, Not I'm even the slightest idea. a picture idea. of corrugated metal and you'll see. And you'll I go, told oh, such I a great is. lie yesterday that makes me so happy. Uh, we're talking about uh, Thanksgiving, and uh-huh. Canada has a different Thanksgiving uh, than America. It's in October, as opposed to November. And uh, they asked, like, oh, so, like, are there any traditional Canadian norms? And I just said that we have goose instead of turkey every year, and instead of mashed potatoes, it's like yam mashed potatoes. And they were all in on this. They're convinced that Canada people eat goose Every every year, <laughs> Thanksgiving it makes me happy that that's just what they're gonna think until they're challenged by it. Can you eat moose? I feel like that would be a really tough meat to eat. Oh, that, there you go, Andrew. Just posted some, like a tin. That's roof. corrugated metal. That's corrugated. Okay, it's got waves. Got it. So if it has waves, it's corrugated. Yeah. Awesome. I, I just read what Eric wrote above that. Is that a recent comment? When did he write that? He just wrote it. I wrote it just now. Eric has a tuxedo update. Go ahead. We have approval. Yeah! <laughs> we need to make caveats. There are, there are caveats and details that we oh, can Jesus. get into later. But, oh! But we are approved for what's our well, credit limit? Well, it, that's, that's that's what we got to get into. Andrew said that it takes six days to get approved on the website, so we need to get get going on that. I assume Eric, you go for it with, with the credit card and uh, ability. And what is the estimated uh, price? I believe it was two thousand. They estimated the, going for two thousand dollars, two to three thousand. I feel yeah. like a lot of the time they massively underestimate. Well, I think it depends on the thing because I was doing some research. I was looking at other things, and they had like a Zoolander two auction, and so many of the items didn't have a bid on them. Like only Listen. a handful did. So I don't think the tuxedo from the tuxedo is going to be that high demand. Well, there's also the buyer's premium, which is like a percentage on top of the final sale. So you got to remember dude, about sh- that. Dude, mm. shut up! Shut up about that stuff. Right. The only people that are going to be buying a tuxedo from the tuxedo are face regulation listeners or comment leavers. 
I'm convinced. I, I don't think that there's a enough yeah. of a large tuxedo tuxedo following out there. Maybe it, maybe somebody who wants to uh, like wants to backdoor into a Versace suit and this is how they're going to do it. But that's I can't imagine <laughs> people are lining up <laughs> to get their hands on it. Oh, I bet it does I bet. none of Comment the stuff. It, it. it does none of the stuff it pretends to do in the movie. I guarantee you. Oh, definitely not. And it has giant holes in the back for a harness. <laughs> it's great. I don't think a caveat has ever been fun. Nobody's been, and there's a caveat, free pizza. Like, it's always, there's, it's terrible. You never want to hear that there's a caveat. You want, like, a, a positive caveat? I want, like, a little twist. Yeah, caveat could just be, like, a little positive twist, but it's never used that way. Hmm. There's one exception. All of the drinks are free. One little caveat. <laughs> one unexpected twist. This, oh, talking man. about, like, serrated and learning things, I had a thought yesterday, and I don't know how this works. I, you don't know how thoughts work? Well, I know how thoughts work. I have plenty of those. Uh, glasses. I never, I had an association of that glasses people wear and drink glasses, I assume, are made of glass, of the same glass, with some differences, I would mm -hmm. also assume. Could you have prescription drink glasses? Could you have the prescription <laughs> of your glasses be drinkable glasses? Yes. Is that possible? Yes. Is yeah, that's a thing that could exist. I can't imagine why not. I don't understand the question. Well, because there's you have glasses you wear, yeah, and then people are like, "Give me, I, I need a glass for a drink." So you're saying a wearable pair of glasses that are like shot glasses? <laughs> no, just like oh. glasses. Just that if you match look through it, it's the same prescription. If you look through the glass, it's the same prescription as what you wear. Yeah, that makes total sense to me. Yeah, but from how close? Doesn't it depend on it, the distance from your eye? Does it? I don't know. I, I also don't know. I'm asking these questions. Does anybody wear glasses, glasses here? <laughs> I'm supposed to, but I just choose not to. Oh, so talk you have a pass. Eric does. I do. Eric, does it matter how close to your eyes the glasses are? Well, yeah, because there's like <laughs> the the lenses are like a little bit rounded and like mm -hmm. they sit on your face a certain way. So yeah like yeah yes. like if you ever look through a magnifying glass and then you pull it away from you and right. it sort of like inverts and goes the other way it's like okay uh, so what if the glass the cup or the glass well well it's not a mm -hmm. cup and for, i would never touch a glass but for the purposes of this <laughs> what you take the glass it's just like a like a normal pint glass but on the inside uh on the bottom where you would set it down on the ground it's concave a little bit <laughs> So you can like put it up to your eye. You just put it approximately to where your eye would be, and it functions as glasses. I think that could hundred percent so exist in the underneath of it, not down it, um, I mean, or yeah, or through the side, maybe even. Yeah, the side or the bottom is what I was thinking. The side. Yeah, because that could be useful for like reading a menu. You know, like mm -hmm. you could be like, oh, I don't need glasses. I'm just gonna hold my my <laughs> to take a sip and look at the, and they might not even know because I didn't drink just enough of this Dr Pepper. <laughs> I <laughs> I have absolutely dreadful long distance vision, but I just never wear glasses because I feel like I'm only inconveniencing myself. And the inconvenience of wearing glasses, it's annoying. It's annoying for how my nose is. My unbreakable nose does not hold glasses well. So I just go glassless and I can't see anything at a distance. But up close, if I was a, a, a nearsighted person, I think that's the term for it. And you can't see or is it? <clears throat> I feel like shot glasses are the way to go there because you could actually wear them as a pair of glasses on the front of your face. And I, I just Googled it and I can't see that anyone's invented that yet. I don't. But why would you want that? 
You could take them off your face and do shots if you wanted. Oh, but then you could get, like, alcohol in your eye. That seems like a bad idea. Like, the traces of it. Yeah. No, it'd be on the other side. dangerous... It'd be on the other side. And also, alcohol is uh, sterile, right? It just clean your eyes. Oh, it's the (laughs) other way. Okay. Now I'm on board. This is... The only problem is if it rains, you're going to have a real issue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just like that. a real problem on a rainy day. You need to always have an umbrella with you at all times. Just don't look up. You can't risk that. <laughs> What's that in the sky? I can't look. I wore my I wore my wrong glasses today. Can't risk it. I wore my shot glasses today. I can't look. Up. Oh, I can't. I got a little dangerous. smudge on my glass. I just need to look up for a moment. Hopefully, there's a drizzle. I'd love to clean these. Oh man, the sky is your dishwasher. Oh, <laughs> uh, I hope somebody makes those. Uh. <laughs> that would have been a good uniform if we were in, in our pitching phase. Oh, yeah. We could, you know, hold on to that. Uh, by the way, that's uh, being uh, copywritten right now, TM <laughs> registered, and we're filing for the patent for it right now over at Uniform. Don't worry about it. Don't get your grubby little hands on it outside of Uniform Industries. We're taking care of it. Uh, we <laughs> Speaking of stuff where we were, I wanted to make that we're probably not going to make, I thought it would be really funny to make a Vibe Inspector shirt, but... Everybody reminded me pretty quickly that it just sounds like one of those like spring break female body inspector shirts. And so I guess we're not going to do it. Totally did we talk about that last time? I think we did. Well, we'll just cut this then. <laughs> oh, no, we can't cut it. I didn't remember that. It's gotta, no, you got to keep it in. Oh, we hadn't well, talked about it That's not your fault, Jeff. That's Eric's fault. He didn't recap yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah it wasn't a recap. recap. Yeah, I'm so... Hey, Jeff, I'm so sorry. Hey, man, that's okay. Let's not make the shirt, though. Because <laughs> we, what the vibe inspector was in reference to a house, right? Like some like a home inspector. Yeah, I really, I feel like, but maybe that's just like a culture journalist at that point. Is are they vibe? Ins- like I feel like you could go beyond just houses. You could do music and movies and well, one would assume. Yeah, things. you'd be able to branch out like a sommelier of vibes for all sorts of scenarios. A like vibe you, sommelier. Now that's a vibe sommelier. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. sometimes you like. You might have like a, a, a movie watch, you know, like a get together of friends mm-hmm. and somebody picks a bad movie and just throws the whole vibe off. It's like you can it's important to have a vibe sommelier in certain positions. <laughs> I did see talking about great vibe movies. I watched The Long Kiss Goodnight two days ago. <laughs> finally. Oh God. One of my favorite directors, Renny Harlan. <laughs> what a fucking what a vibe. Did we a talk movie. about that recently too? Yeah, we talked well, about Andrew it a while ago. Talking about the director. yeah, I was talking about the, yeah. Oh, okay. He's my favorite bad director. And it's I, the Gina Davis, Sam Jackson. It movie, is right. That's great. Yeah, movie. it's Sleep Larry Rage King. Schlock. Larry King is in it at the end. That was like an all time. I was clapping at the screen. It's a great surprise. <laughs> you never expect Larry Dave or Larry King in the final act. Um, there's, I think the the quiet best moment of the movie is somebody tries to kill the main character in her home, and she's got like this seven year old daughter. And he shoots an RPG at her and he misses and it blows a hole in the end of their house. And Gina Davis, the main character, fucking grabs her daughter like she's a sack and throws her out of the house to just avoid combat. But he, she throws her as far as she, it's like a 60 yard throw. It's like a Hail Mary bomb. And this kid just goes flying out the house and you don't see her again until like 40 minutes into the movie. She's totally she, fine. She just vanishes. It's like she got thrown to a different state and she had to walk 
I like the idea of throwing someone later into the movie. Like she was at <laughs> twenty minutes and threw her into forty minutes. <laughs> it's a terrible good movie. It's so bad. It's it's so it's just wonderful. Another hit. Another. I think, they, they do some weird things. I think I haven't seen it since I saw it in the theater, but I remember really enjoying it. Wasn't there some ice? Was it like an ice scene or ice skating or something? It's a lot of snow. I, yeah, there snow, is. They, yeah. She goes skating with her daughter and they do this really weird thing. So she's like a secret agent and then she gets amnesia. Yeah. But for a while, they pretend that she has split personalities and that the agent is an alternate personality to what her, she currently has. And her, she can't remember what happens when she goes back into agent mode. And so like they're skating with her daughter and she falls over and the daughter is like, I'm scared. And then she goes into agent mode and is like, listen, you shit, you're going to fucking get up and you're <laughs> never going to fall again. You worthless sack of just human child uselessness. And then she like, I don't even know what I said. Like she's in a treehouse later and she comes back. She was and like the daughter the 90s winter soldier. She was. Yeah, it's a great example. It's don't terrible. You, it's don't terrible you wish movie. you could get away with that in real life? What do you mean? <laughs> like, just, just, just berate somebody and then five minutes later go, I have no idea what you're talking about. That was not me. I don't, I don't know. Like, even in the context of the movie, it's not like it's void of consequences. It's the implication is like, my daughter fucking hates me and I don't know why. I don't know what I did. I yeah, but your kids are going to hate you regardless for something. <laughs> That's a fair point. Might as well it's give a great, them a reason. It's a great argument. <laughs> but that would be if you're looking for, as uh, I'm not going to claim to be a vibe sommelier, but if you need a dumb action movie watch that I feel like is kind of obscure at this point, Long Kiss Goodnight, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good dumb but, action. Would you throw it into our MVP tuxedo pile? Or is no, it I don't think. Yeah, I don't think, I think it's, it's too that. good. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> it's too good. Plus, we have, don't forget, Day of the Dolphin or whatever, or Dolphin uh, Day. We just or, keep adding yeah. weeks. I day, can't wait for us to actually watch Days it. of Dolphin Thunder. Apparently, I have to buy something from each of these movies afterwards anyway, so we can't watch too many. Oh, I'd be so fucking cool to own the skateboard that the monkey rode in MVP2. <laughs> so collectible. So can, Andrew, is this a point where we can talk about that thing that you and I were discussing? Yeah, like, absolutely. I think that's fair. Yeah, I so thought we could have brought it up last time. We had an idea. Well, I didn't want to. I don't want. Well, we had an idea for a fun thing to do, uh, Gavin. And I wanted to present to you. Uh, so, like, when we go and do. Uh, well, if we ever do, like, live shows, or maybe not even for that, just as its own thing, I feel like what we do at Face is we collect hilarious stories of funny things that we encounter or that we discover around the world. Like Bussy is a great example. Here we got a hockey player who was traded for a bus, right? It doesn't <laughs> get any funnier than that. Billy Ripken and the baseball, uh, baseball bat, yada, 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 all that. Uh, and we were thinking, wouldn't it be cool if we could display that in some way? And that, like, almost like a Ripley's Believe It or Not, but what if we called it a face, believe it, because why not? <laughs> and then we just right it just believe rolls it, off the tongue believe not? it cause, believe it because why not right because we're not trying to lie to you uh, <laughs> what do we have to gain by this and we create it's like a little mini art gallery museum that we can take with us and set up and it's got like the tuxedo is is the main thing right you go and andrew was even saying we could have like a little uh we could even have like a little gift shop at the end and you can buy a shirt that just has a picture of a tuxedo on it that says i saw it <laughs> 
<laughs> and treat it like a really big deal. And then we could do like I could project until I can build it. I could project like the Don, the uh, Don Pedro project up on the wall with a projector, and we could have like all the funny That's little great. weird foibles and oddities that we amass uh, and that we invent over time and just really celebrate it in this museum setting and then charge people like 50 cents to come in or something. Ripkins, believe it, why not? You have just created my new favorite part of this, Jeff. The concept of having like a tour guide tell stories yeah. with the attitude of like fuck off if you don't I don't give a shit what you don't believe this fuck you I don't care fucking leave then we're not I trying to lie to you shit. Like, what, 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 that well, do I, have to, I gain nothing by this lie why would I lie about this, this? is our reputation yeah <laughs> I love this this is great anyway we just thought that would be we're, we're just amassing so many funny little things like someday maybe we could get a piece of the bus and then we could put it up on uh, like on a pedestal and then have the story and you could get like a little put headphones on and listen to Andrew tell the bussy story or have an aggressive <laughs> tour guide to explain it to you. I never even considered that bus might still be out there. That it's, bus it's, probably exists in some form somewhere. Dude, I'd I was love to track that bus. Down. I was thinking along similar lines. I was watching uh, The Price is Right the other day with Emily, not like new prices, right? With Drew Carey, but like an old ass, like 80, mm-hmm. it was like 83 with uh, there's like a Price is Right channel that's always got it on on TV. And with Bob Barker, it was when he was still old, even in like 1980, he was still old. <laughs> mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Uh, it's in some ways he looked older in 1983 than he did in <laughs> Happy Gilmore. I don't know how he did that. Uh, but anyway, uh, and you see people win like a Pontiac Fiero. And then you think like, is that still out there? Like, is somebody still driving around uh, that award vehicle? Is somebody still mm. using a jet ski or a bedroom set or an electric toothbrush? Probably not. But, you know, or like <laughs> lawn furniture or you know what I mean? Or like a hot tub. Surely yeah. something somebody won on a game show in like 1987 is still is still in use and turned out to be like the best winning ever. You can't throw away something that you won on television unless it's like. A built-in kitchen or something that dude. Fell apart. I think I think almost all of that stuff goes away pretty quickly. I think people get rid of it <laughs> almost immediately. <laughs> I also feel like isn't there a thing where you have to pay for like you have to pay taxes. You have on to it. pay the taxes on it immediately to get it. So I wonder how many of those are like you can either have this hot tub or a prize amount of this value. Like it's a, a very dollar. American thing to pay tax on a prize. I think it's the yeah. same with a lottery, isn't it? Whereas. Yeah. Uh, an English lottery is just you get a load of money. I think it's like it's probably similar to like I read this a few years ago, so I don't know if it's still true. But um, on Hell's Kitchen, that uh, Gordon Ramsay TV show where he you know, they people compete to be an apprentice and then you get to uh, be a head chef at one of his restaurants around the world. I think I, I think I read this is around like maybe season 12 or 13 that uh, no one had ever actually done the job like it always fell through every time because of visas or because of like arrest records or because of <laughs> just like the Gordon Ramsay team didn't respond and just like dropped it. Like people get the prize money, but they never actually get to do the other part of the prize, which makes me think that probably most game shows and award shows and all those things are largely bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're going to go be the head chef at Gordon Ramsay Steakhouse in Lake Tahoe. No, you're not. You're going to get 150 grand and Maybe you get out to go out there for two weeks, but yeah. The idea of winning a job is comical in itself. It is. 100%. Like winning 100%. work. <laughs> it's the same I'm, sure, I'm sure a lot of people are probably faced with it too. They're like, well, say what now? I, I, I wanted to be on TV. I didn't want to actually move across the country. I got a kid in school, you know? But uh, 
<laughs> but yeah, so I think I would love to know if any comment lever or regulation listener who has a family member who ever won something on a television show, are they still using it? Do they still have access to it? Yeah, kind of like a where are they now, but just like where yeah. is it now? Where is it now? Yeah. Speaking of winning a job, Richard Branson tried to do his own version of The Apprentice in like the early thousands, and I loved it. It was ridiculous where it was like, all these executives and somebody's going to become some sector of virgin or something like they're going to be high up in the company. And it would be like, okay, so to prove this, you're going to have to walk between two floating air balloons. And we're, this is going to prove that like you're tough and like you're, you're good under pressure. Like it was these physical challenges that had nothing to do with business weirdly constructed to be like, no, this is how actually this reflects into the business world. You want to sit and on they, our board? Do a backflip. <laughs> yeah. And so they get to the finale and he's like, congratulations, you've won. But there's a twist. The prize amount is half a million dollars. I have this coin. We can flip a coin, and if you guess what side it will land on, you will get $1 million. Or you can just take the current prize money as is. If you, if you, you flip and it's wrong, you lose everything, or you can double your money, essentially. Take the money. And the guy, like, they went to a commercial break to try to build tension. Like, this is like a 15-minute. He was talking to other contestants about it. They really built it up. And then he's like, you know what? Like, I really appreciate, obviously, a million dollars is awesome, but it's just too much to risk. And then he said no. And Richard Branson was like, you're a genius. You passed the final test. If you would have said yes, you would have lost everything. Because it's important to know in business when you should and shouldn't take. Like, it was a complete bullshit twist. I always wondered if he said yes, like, would the show just end with no winner? Because he designated, he beat somebody else. Or would they reshoot it? Richard Branson would have said, you just passed the test. To truly succeed in business, you have to be fearless. You have to take risks. Big Whether risk. you win or lose Big this reward. coin flip, it shows that you've got the balls and the moxie to be a CEO or whatever. It was designed to win. <laughs> it, was just, it was ridiculous. It was a 20-minute thing that they built up and had no point to it what, ultimately. What would you have done? I think I definitely would have flipped the coin. Almost undeniably. Really? Well, okay. Let me reflect. Let me change this. Prior to when we flip coins on this show, and I went one <laughs> for like 32, I probably would have flipped. In this world in which we've done that now, no way. Yeah, I wouldn't if I were you. No, I'm not going to flip. I mean, going from zero to half a million is almost the same as going from zero to a million. Yeah. That's the, it's the worst. There's some other reality show I watched where at the end... They could win a million dollars or risk it all, and everybody like would risk it all. Or I guess the first guy risked it all, and he's like, yeah, I'm doing this for my family, so my kid can go to college. And he was barely off, and he got nothing. Like It turned really depressing, the game show. It's like supposed well, to be a fun watch people win money, and seeing people lose large amounts getting caught up in the moment was devastating. Yeah, this especially considering his kid wasn't going to go to million-dollar college. Like, Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. That sucks. If we, if we pretended... To do the coin flip now and you picked correctly, would you be annoyed? Uh, no. Just that it wasn't real? Well, what, what do you mean? Like if we were like, do the, what? yeah, like Eric, flip the coin now, you call it Andrew for a million dollars. Do you think, do you think you'd get it? I think I would get it. I'm feeling pretty strong. Eric, do you have a coin? <laughs> Gavin, Gavin, you're British. Can you be Richard Branson? Oh, Eric's yeah. saying, saying, okay, we, uh, we have a feed. I hope we're rolling <laughs> on this. Uh, Watching. Gavin, do you want to do all the Britishisms of, of it? Like, give, yeah. give all, the, all the patter and then tell me when to flip? Yeah. All right, Andrew. Uh, you, you got half a million? Want a million? You got to flip a coin. 
I have a two. Okay. Uh, I'm uh, tails. I'm gonna go with tails. It's going tails. It's always tails. Okay. This is heads. Why do you? <laughs> why do you have that coin? Because it's from some other time we flipped coins. Okay. <laughs> there was another thing in the show where we flipped coins. Yeah. This is tails. Okay. It's a bird. The other one's JFK. It's a real coin. Go. It's a real coin. I'm going to catch it and then flip it over on my hand. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm just, it's for you, so I'm excited. Yeah, I appreciate it. No, I And you're pre-calling heads. You're not calling it in the air. Interesting. I'm, I'm calling tails. I think he oh, called tails. That's, that's what I tails. meant. <laughs> Jeff, please confirm <laughs> that he called tails. Jeff, Wait, you I, have to say that he called tails and then we can do this. He, he called tails. I wasn't paying attention, <laughs> but I'll, I'll agree with you. <laughs> he paid more attention than I was, apparently. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay, he's flipping the coin. He catches the coin. What is it? What is it? What is it? It's heads. Oh! Okay. Well, see, I was trying to, I was subliminally trying to get you to, to go heads. I just, you know. Double, can we like do a... double or nothing? Can we, hey, Richard, can we do double or nothing? Because I really, I actually need. that's the end of the show. You've been taught about I can really the lesson use... about business. I don't even have a plane <laughs> ticket home. <laughs> Roll the credits. <laughs> I'm going to space. I, I like that we start season two and I'm still just on the premises trying to leave. <laughs> I have no money. <laughs> just stuck there. Can I have the coin for bus fare? Oh, <laughs> uh, that was a really good Richard Branson, Gavin. Thanks. Yeah, I really pulled that one out. I always forget what a natural actor you are. <laughs> yeah. Now a word from our sponsor, Better Help. Being burnt out is a dreadful feeling that can impact so many areas of your life. When I'm struggling with it, I find it hard to stay focused or motivated, whether that's at work or in my personal life, which then creates feelings of guilt and anxiety, and it all snowballs into one big overwhelming thing that has led me to hit a breaking point in the past. BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Therapy is something that has helped me tremendously in my life sort through all sorts of issues, including being burnt out. Being able to talk with someone and sort through those feelings has had a massive impact in my life, so I would highly recommend therapy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours, and our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com face. That's betterhelp.com face. Better H E L P dot com slash face. With all the daily responsibilities we have between our personal lives and work, it can be so challenging to find time to focus on the things that really matter. And that struggle is even greater if you're running a business. When you run a business, time seems more precious. Every misplaced moment feels like a missed opportunity, a lost chance to make your business better, or even just a step away and recharge. ShipStation is a fantastic service that simplifies a time-consuming process, giving you more time for yourself. With all the free time I'd have, I could track down and buy every tuxedo. All those annoying manual shipping tasks eating up your time? ShipStation is really good at those. So let ShipStation handle all your shipping and handling, and you can get back to the things you're good at, like growing your business. In fact, 98% of companies that use ShipStation for a year keep using it for as long as they're in business. It's time to let go of all those shipping tasks. ShipStation can do it better and faster. Sign up using promo code FACE for a free 60-day trial today at ShipStation.com and start saving time with every shipment. 
That's two whole months of shipping made quick and painless, and it's free to try. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in FACE. ShipStation. Make ship happen. Bird dogs have completely changed the game. Bird dog shorts, pants, and joggers are made from the finest high-quality materials and come with built-in liners that cradle your stovepipe for all-day comfort. Who the fuck likes being uncomfortable? If you're not wearing bird dogs this summer, you probably poop with your pants on. It's time to upgrade to the shorts and pants of the future. Your balls will thank you. Bird Dogs makes extremely comfortable shorts, joggers. They're great. They look fantastic. It's an awesome product. Go to BirdDogs.com, enter promo code FACE, and they'll throw in a free Bird Dogs Yeti tumbler. They found Yeti's $90 tumbler, copied it, and now Bird Dogs is giving it to you for free. That's BirdDogs.com, promo code FACE, and boom, a free Bird Dogs tumbler with your pair of Bird Dogs. You will not take these things off, I promise you. He's in space now, right, Richard Branson? He's one of the space guys? Right now? Well, not like right now, but I feel like he was one of the, I feel like since like the mid thousands, he was like, I'm going to space. We're yeah. going to have space travel. Virgin Is he doing Atlantic. that yet? Is that a thing? Yeah. Okay. You can yeah. just go to space through Richard Branson. I mean, if you're a billionaire, you get to go to space. Yeah. I feel like I would have to go on his airline before I trusted him to take me into space. I wouldn't trust it. You know how many billionaires die in like a helicopter crash? It's just even more risky than that. Is it more than there are words for edges to describe edges? Because if it's the same <laughs> measurement, we got like one. I will say, okay with the to be fair to billionaires and helicopter crashes, they do. F I, I think you're right. Like super rich people die in helicopter crashes more. But it's also because they take like incalculably more helicopter rides than we do. That's true. Like if you take 10,000, like if you take a helicopter ride four times a day, every day, I mean, yeah, eventually maybe you're going to crash, but I think that the percentage is probably about the same. Yeah, I'm sure statistically it's safer than a car, but you just it's just how the rich die a lot. Yeah. Unfortunately. Is it? Is it how they die a lot? I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's statistically accurate. Also, it's the only version of let's be fair to billionaires that I can get behind, Jeff. When you, when you first open that as a meet, like, what are we fucking talking about? And you're like, helicopter crash. I'm not saying okay. they're good people or anything. I'm just saying they fly in more helicopters than we do, so they have a higher chance. Uh, you're going to notice more billionaires crashing just because they're the only ones taking the helicopter rides. When was the last time you rode in a helicopter? Uh, I, three weeks after Kobe Bryant died. Um, <laughs> Emily and I were on vacation in Hawaii, and... The hotel we were staying at had the uh, Magnum PI helicopter. You could rent it for uh, helicopter rides. And so uh, we rented it. And then they were like for extra money. Have I never told this story? No. No. Oh, okay. Well, shit. Let me tell it then. Let me. I hadn't prepared it. but um, So Emily and I are, are staying at this. Uh, it's actually at the place where they, where they did Forgetting Sarah Marshall, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, and at this place... Uh, they have helicopter rides. And I found out later that Emily had been uh, navigating as far away from the helicopter rides as possible every time we went anywhere without me knowing it because she was terrified I would see the helicopter and want to take a helicopter ride because she deathly did not want to. I found, I found that out about a month ago. This was so in it was like the reverse of swans. Yeah, it was like the reverse of swans. 
So apparently she had been walking the long way around to get to stuff so that I would never see the, the helipad. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like I said, she just, she just admitted that to me like a couple months ago. Uh, this was Feb- January, February 2019. Uh, so uh, one day we're renting bikes to go ride around the beach and uh, I, see the, I see the Magnum PI helicopter and I go, hey, what's that? And she goes, oh, uh, that's, uh, that's a helicopter. And I go, for like, like for people and the lady at the bike place rent from she goes oh yeah yeah you can rent the helicopter lots of people do it it's uh it's really it's fun you go up for an hour and i went can we can we rent the helicopter and she's like yeah yeah i can actually book it from over here and emily's like yeah let's do it i didn't realize that on the inside she was like dear god no <laughs> so we rent the helicopter and uh we go to get on it and they're like giving us a safety briefing and stuff. And then the guy comes in and he goes, yeah, we're having a problem with the new one. Uh, well, anyway, we're just not going to take it. We're just not going to take it. That's OK, though, because we have the old helicopter. We haven't mothballed it yet. Uh, we keep it around just for, you know, these kind of instances. So we haven't flown it in a while. But trust me, it'd still be fine. And so that was not great to hear that the new helicopter wasn't safe uh, and they couldn't drive it. And they, they like pulled the old one out of retirement. <laughs> like it <laughs> had like, it off. one last mission. Uh, <laughs> and uh and they so spin it up and a bunch of wasps come out of the room <laughs> when they when they come to us and they go all right now we can do it two ways we can do it with doors on or doors off and i go excuse me and they go yeah we take the doors off that way you just have fresh air and i go doors off doors off doors off doors off and, and i didn't even i didn't even look at emily i was just like yeah we want the doors off and emily's like yeah doors off <laughs> and they're like no problem and then they put us in this helicopter and I buckle, they you, you they don't buckle you and you buckle yourself in. I get in the back <laughs> on the right side. Emily gets in the back on the left side. And I realized that without the door, because that thing's like the Magnum PI helicopter is kind of like a bubble that with the door is about 40% of the wall. And uh, because it's convex, right? Um, I'd say about a third of me is hanging out of the f- helicopter. <laughs> and now I've been on a lot of helicopters. I was in the army for five years. I was a photographer. I flew in helicopters constantly. I would go into Blackhawks all the time. And every time I would get into a Blackhawk, the pilot would go, hey, you ever flown in a Blackhawk before? And I'd go, yes, many <laughs> times. You don't have to do the thing. And he goes, I'm about to scare the piss out of you. And they go up in the air and they turn sideways and you're just hanging monkey strapped in, like looking at the ground and you go, ah, and they turn it right back. And then and then every helicopter pilot on Earth does that. Uh, and it really it's really old, really fast. <laughs> and no matter how many times you say like it's you guys have done it before. I don't have to like it's it's everybody's it's every pilot's perverse pleasure. Right. So I feel pretty well versed in helicopters. Uh, so, but I'm, I'm not kidding when I feel like, like a third of my ass cheek is hanging out of the plane and I'm not a big dude, you know, like I'd say from my right nipple out is outside, just, <laughs> just air. Uh, so I'm like, <laughs> it's like, I've only got one nipple in the plane. Uh, and I'm like, well, that's a lot smaller than I thought it was. That's kind of weird. And then I go to like find the monkey straps to go in and I'm looking around and they're like, no, no, it's a lap belt. And I look and it's just like. It's like the seatbelt from a 1978 Ford <laughs> F-150. It's just like, and it's old and like, it. I swear to God, it, it says GM on it, I think. Like, it just looks like an old car. <laughs> like, like, if you bump it wrong, it's going to come, come apart, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where's the rest? And they're like, that's all you need. You're fine. And I'm like, this is the only seatbelt in this plane or helicopter? And they're like, hey, uh, you'll be fine. And I'm like figuring all this out. And I look over at Emily and Emily does not look good. And I go, are you okay? And she goes, yeah, I'm fine. 
and then the helicopter takes off. We get one foot in the air, and I go, oh, my God, this is incredibly scary. Like, instantly. I look at Emily. She's immediately starts crying. Just immediately starts crying. Like, we're not even, we're a foot (laughs) off the ground, right? Uh, And she's crying, and I'm on the inside crying. But I look at her, and I see how... I see how terrified she is, and I go, got to be brave. Got to be brave for Emily. So I, like, eat it. I just eat all my fear, it, and, and of, of which there is, a, a, like, a seven-course meal's worth of. And then we take off, and then we're up in the air, and we are up in the air. And then it's an, it's an hour. We got the hour-long one. <laughs> she closes her eyes and keeps them closed for the entire hour. Uh, that's not true. I think she opened them over Pearl Harbor briefly because I was like, you got to see this. So she opens them briefly, saw the, the crashed boats, and she's like, okay, close your eyes again. And we then, it's like, it's not so bad. We go over the beach and like, that's scary, but it's like, I can still see people on the beach. And like, if I fell, the sand is soft. If I fall in the water, that's, I, I probably live there. But then, and then we go over and we look at like, go over to like the punch bowl and then you go over to, you see where uh, Pearl Harbor happened. And that's all very scary, but it's still like, you can see cars moving around and stuff. And it's like, you feel, you're still hanging ass out. I'm still nipple out of the plane or the helicopter, right? And that, and it's very cold up there, even though it's hot in Hawaii and it's very windy. But when it gets really, really bad is when we go to the mountains and they're like, let's go see where they filmed King Kong in Jurassic Park. And you're like, okay. And then you're in these mountains and then you're climbing with the mountains. And suddenly the helicopter is getting so throttled with wind that it's going like, you can't see my hand right now, but it's like 10 feet to the left, 10 feet to the right, up, down. It's like, <laughs> it's like somebody shaking dice and on the, and we're the dice. And I am like, tr- just trying not to piss my pants out of fear. And it's like 40 fucking degrees up there and freezing and it's incredibly windy and it's wet so you're getting blasted with water in the face and it's slippery and I'm just like trying to find anything inside the helicopter to hold on to and there's nothing really except for like one arm thing to hold and I'm just holding the seatbelt just trying to hold it closed with my other hand and I'm like I'm kind of going like (laughs) I'm kind of crying to myself a little bit in these mountains because it is so fucking scary and we're getting just thrown or like batted around like a cat batting a mouse around in the air did you have the headset on so you could talk to each other? Uh, <laughs> Do you think the pilot no. can hear you just going like, <laughs> I don't I don't remember. I don't think so. I, I uh, we must have had headsets on. Yeah, because he was telling us stuff. But I don't think we talked back. I think we just cried to ourselves. <laughs> and every once in a while I'd look over at Emily and like touch her hand or whatever, but and she would just be sitting there just silently crying with her oh. eyes closed. And we did that for an hour. Uh, and then we landed, and I've never been so happy to be on land again. And I don't know that I'll ever need to take another helicopter ride again. But if I do, I guarantee you, I will keep the doors on. It is an I, entirely different thing to to be nipple out of that little bubble, ten thousand feet in the air over a mountain while you're getting hit with gale storm winds. I like that, that Emily got the visual equivalent of googling aerial shot of Pearl Harbor. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, but she had she had all the nausea <laughs> of a real experience. <laughs> oh God, I don't think I want to go on one. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever been on one, and I don't I don't really have an interest. Very different on experience in an enclosed helicopter versus that one that I was on. <laughs> so did you book the Magnum one, and the Magnum one didn't work, or did you book a different one and ended they up were, in the Magnum? They were both the Magnum one. They were both Magnum. So ones. they got like I a feel... new a new Magnum one. 
If I was going to die in a helicopter crash, I think I would want it to be in the Magnum PI helicopter. Totally agree. <laughs> if I had totally to agree. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah. I can't no. think of a more iconic helicopter than the Magnum Magnum uh, That that factored into my decision making. I thought uh <laughs> tragic that the Kobe thing just happened, right? Obviously. But what mm-hmm. a better time to ride in a helicopter than right now because every pilot has got to be extra safe, right? Like it's on everybody's mind, so everybody's probably being really con- self-conscious and conscientious and really safe with like all, all the protocols and everything. And and then also, uh nobody dies in like TV fandom stuff. Like I'm not going to die in a ma- like the mystery machine doesn't doesn't <laughs> go off a bridge and kill people right like i'll be fine uh because it's the magnum pi helicopter and so that led me uh to make that mistake so you're saying that billionaires do not buy novelty helicopters that's those those worlds i'm do saying not cross billionaires probably should they probably should be they flying. Should. Like, like eric said uh, nobody died in a batmobile like if i was a billionaire i'd drive around in a batmobile or an oscar meyer wiener car and you'd be safe forever <laughs> If you could buy any movie vehicle, what would it be? Movie or TV show? Any type of vehicle. Could be anything. Uh, um, anything that moves. I'm trying to think of something that's not the DeLorean. Uh, does it, so, yeah. is it a repli- like, is it from the movie or is it like, does it work it's as like the a, movie works? It's like a functional, it works as how the movie works. Let's go with that. It's a functional version of whatever it is in the movie. Oh. Uh, car from Bullet. I mean, I don't want to sound way too nerdy, but like, wouldn't a TARDIS be like the perfect thing to have? It's the size of a. It doesn't really move a, much. Yeah, but it's the size of a. It moves wherever you want to go. It goes anywhere in the universe, forward and back. But Andrew said it has to be functional. Has to be functional. Has to work. So unless yeah. you stick some wheels underneath it. <laughs> well, you're saying it works as intended in the movie, so I assume. In sure. my world, then I walk yeah, in with that's a. I'm not gonna it's it's a four thousand square foot house on the inside, which is lovely. <laughs> in, in Austin, good luck finding that. So you just plunk it down anywhere, and then I can go anywhere in the observable universe. <laughs> yeah, I took it as Eric says. I took it as magic exists in the scenario. Absolutely, I did, and I don't think it's magic in Doctor Who. I think it's science. Sure. What would you go with, Gab? Hmm. Um. Well, if I mean, for using magic, I want one of the light bikes from Tron. Well, that's yeah. also not magic. That's science. I mean, it's not. Is it H- yeah, hard man. light? Hmm. <laughs> Eric's got to change his fucking answer. <laughs> I just like the idea of going like riding down the motorway and no one can come behind me. <laughs> <laughs> like no one can tailgate you ever. Yeah. <laughs> I. Hmm. We're going different. I'm thinking like the submarine from the hunt for Red October because I just I don't know anyone that owns a submarine. Is it a real submarine? I assume, well, no, I'm saying, like, but it's depicted. You just fucking picked the Tron bike. What are you talking about? Is it a real submarine? I thought we were talking about props, but then Jeff picked the TARDIS, which is an empty wooden box. (laughs) It's it's full of stuff on the inside. (laughs) I think owning a submarine would be fun, and I don't know anyone who has a submarine. That'd be, be a great show. It'd be like, oh, look at what I just bought, and it's just water, and then you're like, pull it up. I mean, if, we're, if we're picking submarines, I want the one from Goldmember that's shaped like Doctor Evil. Ooh, Ooh. that's a great. <laughs> Imagine if that was functional. Imagine if they really <laughs> built a whole sub for Goldmember. <laughs> I want. I, I want to change my answer. I want the spaceship that they built in the Explorers out of trash cans that actually took them to space. Did you guys ever mm. see that movie when you were kids? River no. Phoenix Explorers? and Explorers. Yeah. Let me see. No. Eric has a problem with our scenario. 
it just it went from what's a cool car that you think is in a movie or something to what insane sci-fi thing do you want? Like this is so man, it really went in a direction I was not anticipating. Uh, I want the tuxedo from tuxedo. Uh, that's my pick. Oh, it's a uh, Ethan, Ethan Hawke and River Phoenix. Yeah, and this wow. is what the spaceship looked like. I would rather I would rather fucking fly in the Magnum PI chopper with the doors open than take foot in that thing. I don't want to get in that thing. Oh, you know that what? I would take so insecure. I would take the Winnebago from Spaceballs. Ooh, that's because that at least has wheels. That is good, <laughs> and could potentially function on a real road if it wasn't, I assume, about a foot long in real life. I want the car from Spy Hunter. Can we go video? Yeah, game? of course. Yeah, the Rock. That's a weird video. They made the second Spy Hunter. I don't remember what the subtitle is, but there's a second Spy Hunter that The Rock was in, and they were going to make a movie based off of the game, but then the game wasn't successful enough to justify the movie. So it's like this weird movie tie-in game that doesn't have a movie associated with it. Huh. It's very strange. It's one of like early rock. It's like before even I want to say he did the rundown. Like it is very early rock work. I forgot about the rundown. Rundown is maybe my favorite rock movie. It's a good movie. Rundown's I mean, fucking awesome. I re- is that the one with Johnny Knoxville in it? No, that's no, no, no. Uh, Walk Tall. I Walk believe. Tall, yeah. Yeah. No, the Rundown has Sean William Scott and Christopher right, Walken. Right, 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 right. Rosario Dawson. Sean William Scott. Down a Hill. It's great. Uh, Christopher Walken has a whole monologue in that movie about Oompa Loompas, but he didn't know what they were when they filmed it. So like, he complained about the... He's like, what the fuck is this? And they have to explain to him what an Oompa Loompa is. This is fantastic. It's a great action movie. Fuck the Long Kiss Goodnight. Watch the rundown. If you want a dumb action movie, rundown's awesome. Yeah, I've yeah. seen it. It is a good movie. Not that there's a lot of competition. It's the best WWE movie of all time by a lot. It's a low bar, but it's very good. I am. Um, yes. I hate to say it, but I have sock dilemma. Oh, no. We can't do this again. Gavin. Gather. Really fucking time travel podcast. You've come to the right place. How can we help? Yeah, I figure this is the the correct support group for the problem, but I really am annoyed that I've got that <laughs> Wait, time out. One sec. Without knowing, it, we in the same episode, we literally flipped the coin and are now doing a sock story. We had an actual coin flip and a sock story. It's a completely. Time travel podcast. <laughs> this is so stupid. Sorry, go ahead. I just have to rerun. put that out. <laughs> We've done this before. What is happening with your socks? Oh. Oh. So I bought some new socks. I bought a three pack <laughs> of this type of like more breathable sock. Uh, just because it's hot. I wanted a summer sock. And uh, I put on this new type of sock that I've never worn before. And it was phenomenal. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed putting it on. Like it went on well. It feels nice to walk around the house. Feels good in a shoe. I thought, this is a great sock. I'm going to buy a 10-pack of these socks. And I, it got to the point where like, while I was waiting for these socks to arrive, occasionally these new socks would be in the rotation. Like I'd go back and forth between a new, nice, fresh sock and then my old socks. And, I've, and it got to the point where I was like, I always have a good day when I wear a nice new pair of socks. And it was getting to the point where I'd like, I have a, like an okay day or a shit day on the old socks. And every time I'd wear a new one, it was great. And then the 10 pack came and, it, and this, this continued. I was like, wow, I pretty much 
and this is it was subconscious at first, <laughs> but it actually got to the point where I was like, well, I need today to go well, so I'm going to put on one of the new pairs. And this has continued to work probably for the last three or four weeks, until last week, I put on a new pair and had a shit day. And I thought, uh-oh. And then I started to try and analyze it, like, is it because it was red? Like, I still, I'm just in a, a weird, it's like, it's so subconscious, like, it's not a real decision I'm making. But now, I'm avoiding the red ones, and I've just, I think I've just become, <laughs> I've become everything I was making fun of when it came to Jeff. Yeah. Because sock, socks don't matter. It, it's all bollocks. No. It's all superstition crap. But I have a bad day <laughs> when I wear the red good sock. But you used to have a good day when you wore the red good sock, right? Well, I just used to not notice. But now that I have had a bad day of the new socks, I'm I'm actually picking up that pair of socks every day and putting it back. Do you know what you need to do? You know what you need to do, honestly? You need to get rid of that pair of socks. You used up the good in those socks. <laughs> All the luck is gone. You think I should just bin it? It They'll was like never a $14 be good at, pair yeah. of socks. It'll never be good for you again. You're never going to enjoy them. You don't recharge socks. That, that's what I've been thinking. I'm like, do I just avoid this pair of socks or do I try and cleanse the socks by basically picking like a day where I would go to Disneyland or it's like you, you couldn't lose oh. the day and put on the good socks like a guaranteed. <laughs> what do you have? Oh, I don't know. I just feel like if there's a day where up front, you know, it's going to be an absolute corker. Do I put on the bad socks and potentially tarnish the day, or do I cleanse the socks of evil? <laughs> your entire belief that it's impossible to have a good day with the socks on. Like, I don't think your logic doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't yeah, know how like, this works. I was hoping that you guys would have suggestions. That's well, difficult. I, it's like, which came first, chicken or the egg, right? Like, it is. Is the power, is the negativity of the sock, does it outweigh the power of a guaranteed good day? That said, man, this is dangerous stuff you're, you're, you're dealing with here. I mean, yeah. we have a lot to go over. I mean, it's fourteen fucking dollars. How? 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 You can I, donate them. I, yeah, donate them, man. <laughs> What's a used pair of socks? A lot of oh, people. You can, you can donate. Yeah, you can donate clothes. What do you? Yeah, a lot of people about? could use, especially a pair of socks like this. I thought um, socks and undies were out of the question for donation. Oh, well, I don't know. Are they? I, I don't know. I just feel like socks would be fine. I mean, I is know. a bat is a good day worth more to you than fourteen dollars? I guess so. There's like, is it, out there that would you pay $14 to avoid a, a really shit day? I would. I think I would too. That's a good point. Yeah, I would probably get rid of those socks. They're never, they're only going to hurt you. Unless we come up I mean, with like a uniform cleanse bag or something. I, where. I, 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 listen, <laughs> listen, now there is, that's a possibility too. I like the idea of trying to reach, I know I just said it was impossible, but, but I don't think anything's really impossible. Is there a way to like re-imbue these socks with good sock luck, I, I have yeah. no idea. I wouldn't even I, know how to begin that. I'd be open to suggestions from the audience. And I, I also think it's, I just enjoy it because I'm about as skeptic as they come with all that nonsense and like yeah. healing and astrology and all that shite. I like the idea that I'm now pushing for one of, the, one of those knowing, items to be made. Knowing you. Oh, you're evolving. <laughs> Knowing you, when you said, so then I had, I wore them and I had a bad day, I expected you to be like, and that ended that bullshit fantasy thing that I've been living in. And instead you pivoted and said, and that's why I've stopped wearing red. Well, like it's completely out of here's character thing, for you. Andrew, I didn't want to write off the entire pack of socks. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I spent good money on those socks. Is, I don't want to be yeah. like, well, they're all tarnished. Is it possible? <laughs> 
Is it possible it's a month thing? Like maybe they're good luck in May, but bad luck in June. Oh, so stupid. That's a great like angle. It's completely irrelevant. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it matters how many days are in the month. Yeah. Or like, like if, is it an even day or an odd day? That, there's yeah. a lot of magics associated with that. Yeah, you could really go in. I think the only way to truly find out is to keep a, sc- a spreadsheet and probably do it for a year and then do like yeah. a cross-reference <laughs> and analysis. Yeah. I want to know if Eric has any thoughts on the sock matter. Uh, what what you just described is something Gus would do unprovoked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the spreadsheet. Yeah, but he gets off sexually at that stuff. I nearly fainted at the start of your story when you said that I got a three pack of socks and I thought you meant you bought three socks, three socks. in one pack. I thought it was like we're really oh. tiny. <laughs> it's all connecting. This is truly a rerun. <laughs> No, it was six I, individual I, socks. I was stunned when you said I got a three pack, and I was like, "What is going on internally?" I'm still recovering from that moment. Uh, what if you is Dan around? Uh, not this week. He'll do anything, right? What if you oh, like give him made him made him wear the socks for a day and then observe the quality of his day, and then just give him a survey at the end of the day. Like, yeah. How was your day? And so how was your day? And if it was a good day or a bad day, and then that way you outsource the the danger to him. Uh, should I feel bad if he has an awful day though? I feel like I'd be the cause. Do you do you give a shit? Uh, yeah, I think so. Now I don't think you do. You took too long to answer. You had to convince you had to convince yourself is, that you yeah. cared in front of other people. No, and I was like the pause said everything. I appreciate the attempt, but no, you, you answered you answered us you answered us way before you answered. <laughs> Well, hey, uh, I didn't even. It was, let me try that again. Well, hey, you've uh, <laughs> gone and listened to a whole other episode of the F- Face Podcast with Jeff and Andrew and Gavin. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I sure had a good time uh, running through the past, doing this rerun with you on this time travel podcast. Uh, be sure to watch the Long Kiss Goodnight or not. Maybe you should watch the rundown. Let me throw the explorers in the ring. And if you thought my voice sounded weird, I agree. It's because I got braces <laughs> today and my mouth feels all what? fucked up. Well, like Invisalign. Like a, what? Invisalign. I got Invisalign today, yeah. Okay. What an insane thing to drop <laughs> right at the end, Jeff. That's fucking, what? That's crazy. He dropped it at the beginning, but none of us asked about it, I realized. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Hey guys, Major League Fan Jack here with a look at next week's episode of Face. Can you beat the bread clip challenge? Gavin's a chain guy. Branston comes to pizza. Gavin made a baseball video and no one cared. Andrew wants to be the king of England. It's the royal we. Is Gavin a time traveler? And once again, Andrew does not eat the pencil. All that and more on next week's episode of Face. Face.